Welcome to HashiCast, the self-proclaimed number one podcast about the world of DevOps practices, tools, and practitioners. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of HashiCast. Today, we have Tamika Reed, founder of Women in Linux. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? And how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm glad you're on here. Looking all cute and stuff, even though nobody can see you. I know, right? <laughs> this is blasphemy. <laughs> I don't know if they're ready for us to be on a podcast together. Uh <laughs> I got up. I got. I, I. I broke away from my nap. You know, when you get older, you know, you have to have a nap. But I mean, I didn't go to bed till like um, four thirty this morning, and then That's I was normal for you. And then I and then I got back up and I was ready to rock at eight. And then I've been up. So then I had a late breakfast. But you know, this is this is what I do. <sighs> Superhuman Tamika that never sleeps. Before we get into formal questions, I got to tell everybody why I put you on here as my first. So this is my very first HashiCast person. And the reason that I chose her is because right after she first met me, she took it upon herself to fuss at me like a mama and make me apply for my first job at HashiCorp. And so if she'd never done that because I was too scared, I wouldn't be here in the first place. So thank you. And you can thank the universe because uh, uh, there, there were several people involved that I had met over time um that gave me the push to expand my exposure to other people so you can thank the universe you can also thank d uh because with, without her we we wouldn't have women in linux because not the fact that i was content on not starting anything it was more mm-hmm. or less like you go through life and you work and you I don't say you put your head down because you do have to come up for air, but you get up, you do what you have to do. You make sure you, you hit all your marks and you keep pushing. That's true. Um, And it's weird because it's one of those Twitter and Slack things where I probably a year before that, I didn't even, I wasn't involved in either one and just happened to be on Blacks and Technology at the right time to see you put a post that said, we need volunteers for OSCON. And then you fussed at me about that. And then I did the icon and finally met you in person. And I've been in Women in Linux ever since. And I will not, I don't regret it. Not one bit, not one. I'm always fussing for people to uh, use their voice. Um, And that voice comes from many, many places. That voice could be inner. That voice could be something that you've done in the past. And that voice could be current. And that voice could be, you see the future, but you're just not sure. Um, and so it's, it takes you, um, putting that out there, putting it into the universe and saying, Hey, let me at least give it a shot. And you just never know what could happen. It could backfire and blow up in your face, but you wouldn't know till you try it. That's true. What, what, what made you want to create women in Linux in the first place? Um, I started out, um, teaching Dion, um, who's my co-founder, by the way, uh, uh, teach, uh, I started with her because uh, she was um, real good. She's real good at, at, at processes and procedures. Mm-hmm. And, and anybody who knows anything about um, 
just tech and Linux and anything, even if you look at automation, process and procedures go hand Mm -hmm. in hand. It's just, it's just like, you know, like you can't do one without the other. And if you try, you're going the long way around to do it. Mm -hmm. So um, I I said, you know what, I think you'll be good at at project management, but I also think you'll be good at learning Linux. Um, I said, well, let's try it. And so, you know, I cracked over my laptop. I'm old school. Um, you and if you've been to any of my classes, there are no GUI. There's there's, there's just no graphical user interface. There's that's it just doesn't exist for me. Uh, <laughs> I don't even I don't even I don't even know what things look like anymore from a GUI perspective because I just I just never I'm just I'm never there. And uh I started showing her Vim and how to write a file, how to print, how to echo, how to CD, LS, explaining permissions, like, you know, regular things Linux users do. And uh, she fell asleep (laughs) and started drooling on my shoulder. And I was like, it can't be that boring. This is exciting. And she was like, well, what is this? Why is it, And you know, I'm really monochrome. I don't need the fancy um, background. Right. It was a black background with white text. Keep it simple. Oh, no. <laughs> Keep it simple. I, I came to do what I need to do, and I'm doing it, and I'm out. I don't, you know, I'm real simple. And so uh, I showed her that. She fell asleep. We went back again the next day. And she's like, well, maybe you should, you know. I said, well, one of the things I wanted to do was teach other women about getting into tech from an infrastructure perspective and Linux being the foundation of that. She's like, well, we could start a nonprofit. And I was like, oh, how do you do that? So she looked online and then and within a month we had a nonprofit, got some articles, found some board members, people that we were connected with and started from there and that's how we became women in linux it used to we we was like well we used to have meetups like we we started meetup and we would be it would just be me and her on the meetups and that's so how i would just walk through what i would have done mm-hmm. and then i and then we just started advertising and broadcasting and broadcasting and that led uh me into speaking at conferences had never spoken at a conference before applied to speak. OzCon was my first one. Um, went on and, you know, Hashi International, uh, now with uh, going out to Amsterdam um, and just, you know, keep going. But, you know, you have your moments where you're like, am I doing enough? Am I, do I need to do more? And what does that look like? Speaking of, because that was actually going to be my next question. So you were a keynote speaker at HashiConf EU in 2019. And by the way, now that that explains a lot about D, you started her off with Vim. That was just that was that was rude. Um, that, that was that was that was real. And anybody who's <laughs> listening to this, if you you object, you're not my friend. But that does explain the troubleshooting session we had with Terraform and GitLab that night now. Because I would ask you something. You were like, what do you mean? I don't see that. I'm like, why don't you see that? Because I'm I'm not on GitLab. I'm in the command line. Oh, okay. You're right. 
don't know what you're talking about. I never know what anybody's talking about. And somebody sends me a GUI and I look at it and I'm like, this is foreign. Let me figure this out. Send me a stack trace or send me a uh, something that's Vim-ish, command line-ish. I'm all on it. I'm going to go debug that. Anything else? It's uncivilized. <laughs> so let's see. You you were the one of the keynote speakers for HashiConf EU. So that was in Amsterdam 2019. Mm-hmm. What were some of the highlights for you being a keynote speaker versus being a community, like a, you know, just a, a community member doing a talk? And what surprised you about that? So I can give you my vision of and what I, um, what I, I give you my vision and then I give you the reality. My vision was, okay, I'm going to get up there um, and I'm, and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I do. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm so, I'm such the way that I, I guess you could say I speak or talk or write is conversationalist. So I'm always having conversations. Uh, so the the take from that, and even though I've I've you know I've done other conferences before, it's just one of those things. You know, you're like, oh, I'm gonna get up here, and you know, I was just gonna be a regular conversation. Well, the difference was for me. Here's I guess when reality comes in. You're in a in a in a different country. And you're talking about, you know, um, things that happen to you um, as it pertains to your company in the United States or your journey in the United States. The other one was I couldn't wear my big earrings because they're like, it's going to hit up against the mic. So I had to go out without my earrings. So I ended up borrowing uh, a one of the ladies that was backstage gave me her necklace. So that's not even my necklace that's on that. And so I wore, I wore her necklace. Cause you know, as a female, you're like, you know, my, my, you know, your earrings and your accessories, your things, those are your things, right? Those are, those are, those are, those are the, your go-to um, items that make you comfortable while you're on stage. Yeah, they're they're your they're they're your familiar things while you're there. They make you comfortable. So I, I was like, man, I'm wearing somebody else stuff. Like I, I felt like I felt like I felt like Jay Z. I'm wearing somebody else chain. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and then uh, the other part of that was. Um, I didn't know how people were going to receive because it, this happens often. Um, people hear, hey, this is women in Linux or Black Girls Who Code or whatever name nonprofit. And the first thing that comes to people's mind all the time is, is that you're going to talk about diversity. Yeah. And um, I never forget. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a guy that was sitting in the front row. I, I never forget. He was sitting in the front row, and uh, uh, I got introduced. And then after I, I got introduced, uh, I think he gave me about a good three to five minutes, right? And I just was just explaining, you know, who we are, and I'm like, okay, but we're not here for that. And so I start getting into the talk. And 
um, as I was getting into the talk, he got up and, and started to walk out. But then the screen changed. And then that's when he looked at the screen like, oh, well, maybe this is <laughs> not a diversity talk. And it cracks me up because um, the other part of that is, is diversity is everywhere. And I look at diversity as like diversity in education, diversity in how people learn, diversity in how people retain information, um, diversity in how you disseminate information to people. Um, there's so many aspects of that. And and you and what's what's really crazy is it's even diversity in your teams. Like some people are early morning risers, some people are not, some people are hands-on, some people need all the documentation. Some people like leave me alone and I'll figure it out. <laughs> And so for me, when I hear the word diversity, I don't immediately think about what the stigma of diversity is. I immediately think about, well, one, let me get a person a chance. And then two, um, let me see uh, the talk. So the, for me, the experience was different in the case, in the case point um, after I did the talk. Um, some people came up to me and they, and some were women or, and were, and were like, I'm so glad you did the talk because I surely thought you were going to talk about how we need more women in tech. Huh. And I was like, in, in my head, you're not just shun anyone. Well, I don't even think that's what it said on the program <laughs> in my head. Right. And, you know, and that's what's you know, that's what happens. That's the experience that I get um, just in just traveling and doing different talks. Um, so whenever I give a talk, um, I try to make sure the talk is technical because I'm just a technical person. Right. But I also try to make sure that the talk is diverse enough where people who learn a certain way, they get it. People who who hear things certain ways they get it, and people who um, have never seen it before at least understand it and start to learn how you learn. So I try to incorporate that. So for me to do a talk, it takes some time because I, I'm incorporating different features into that talk because I want to make sure that I reach at least 90% of the audience. I may not get 100, but at least want to get 90% of that audience and be able to give references to what I'm saying and why I'm saying it. Right. So that was my experience. I I'm going to I hope I get to do that when, you know, the whole pandemic thing is uh over um and experience that what I tend to get because I I still and I'm more comfortable with because I know what it was like when I started in this particular field was I still tend to do more open source or beginner friendly talks because I, I just did one last week. Well, no, I did one during the HashiConf that we just had. And literally someone caught me in the middle of speaking where I said documentation counts. And he caught me right in the middle of docu. But <laughs> I'm, I mean, it does. If, if, if whatever we have, examples, documentation, whatever, if whatever we have is not to 
the point that you could readily understand it, then we're not doing our jobs. Somebody needs to be able to walk in and go, okay, I can figure that out. Mm -hmm. And so what I tend to get, I have, I get a little bit of both. I get the, thank you because of you. I did my first pull request, but I also get, oh, I was so glad to see somebody that looked like me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Well, I get that one more than anything, but I'm I'm curious to see what happens when I start getting the, oh, you're not here to do a diversity talk. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. Well, I mean, if you read the program, you would know right. that that's and, what you're here for. <laughs> and the other part of that is is um the ownership on 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 not just you and I, but everyone else, um to enable others to do talks. What I normally get is people are afraid to do talks for various reasons, but uh, to keynote um, a talk is super huge. And a lot of people feel like they don't have a voice, but they do have a voice, you know? Um, And the other part of that is uh, taking the time to explore who you are, right? Like, mm-hmm. so when I give my talk, I have to go back and say, well, okay, does this sound like me? Does this, yeah. is this really my voice? All right. So finding your voice in your talks, you know, writing books, I've been asked to write books and I just, I'm like, man, what does that really look like <laughs> for me to write a book? Um, creating content for classes, you know, so there are different ways you can get your voice out there, but there's also different ways that you can reach people as well, too. On the subject of HashiConf this year, do you have any favorites from HashiConf this year? You know what? To be honest, I was in two conferences. (laughs) 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 I was in Ansible Fest and I was in HashiConf and I was working. That was the truth. So I was... uh, so I was picking and choosing um, things, but the new product line mm-hmm. looks great. I have not played with anything just yet. I haven't either. We need to do that one of those Wednesday nights. Waypoint, yeah, yeah. Um, I just I, I haven't I haven't I haven't played yet. Um, so uh, that's on my list. Nomad is on my list. Nomad 1.0 is on my list. Um, there are several. Um, different providers that I'm, I'm, I'm playing with, uh, from Datadog, um, to really everything across multiple boundaries of what we consider cloud from being where AWS, Google cloud, Azure, I mean, those are standards now. Um, but then there's also Nutanix, right? And, you know, what does that look like and how, you know what I'm saying? So um, when something new comes out, you want to play with it. (laughs) (laughs) But then you have to find a use case to play with it. And then for me, I have to find the use case to play with it and present it back to the group. Right. Oh, that's true. Right. So, um, Here's a prime example, uh, Terraform Cloud. You know, I can deploy uh, to a multi and, and show a multi-cloud 
strategy or multi-cloud deployment and then show the show the benefits of Terraform Cloud. But if in my group, you know, somebody may be using may not even be using Terraform. They're still using PowerShell, you know, whatever version or they don't even have Terraform. It, it's not the fact that it's not of no value to them. It's the fact that I I have to work to get uh, people's spun up on certain things in order to get there to see the value. First, you got to see the value of Terraform. First, you got to learn how to use it too. Then, you, you know, the next thing. So it's, you know, when I'm, when I'm picking items to play with myself, I have to, I'm thinking of a bigger picture. It's not just, it's not just about me because again, time is precious. So I don't have time to learn everything. So, sure. um, but I try to. I think my biggest thing was 0.14 has concise diff. And I made a horrible, horrible joke in the recap episode we did. It has to come because I was like, look, I'm, I like concise diff because if you're not careful, you have so much verbose output. You could have some really good reading when you go to the bathroom and somebody gave me this book. And I was like, what? It's, it's the truth. <laughs> uh, and then I want to play with boundary. I think I'm one of the few people that want to play with boundary before I play with waypoint. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Terraform. Speaking of, I know you are a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of anything that makes my job easy. Ah, do you use it more professionally or do you use, you also use it personally? Uh, both. I use it more professionally. Um, I use it personally when I'm just like, how would this look? You know, like right now, how does it look to spin up an instance in Google Cloud with a template um, and deploy, you know, five VMs and install console and uh, install Datadog uh, agents. And uh, how do I uh, do automated testing once the machines are up? And oh, yeah, by the way, tear that back down. And because you forgot to add this particular right. package, you know, so again, you know, there's also <laughs> efficiency as <is> code <laughs> 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 that I don't think ever gets talked about. Uh, no. <laughs> being efficient is uh, super huge. And it's funny you're, you're asking this question because I was just thinking to myself, I wonder how many people actually, uh, write code from scratch when it comes from Terraform files, Ansible playbooks, Chef, Puppet, Salt, and then how many people actually just find a repo and then and then take it and then strip it down and then do and then um build from there. And I'm I'm probably on the other side. I literally go and and build it from scratch. Um, and uh, and that may be a downfall um, because I I take the time to figure out the how and the why, and then you know of course some probably part somebody is probably you, you know had that trial and tribulation, but mm-hmm. m- my number one uh, thought process and issue is I don't want to learn the way someone else learned learned it i want to learn and and understand it for myself so if i get into trouble i can 
back out and say, oh, that step fell. Oh, I understand why that step fell. And I guess you could also say the same way. If you know how to read, you should just read it. You know, that that argument can be made. But again, that may be a, the, the purest vim, vim person in me. I don't know. Maybe, you know. Darn vim people. Hey, you love it. Look, I'm happy as long as I know how to get out of something. <laughs> I can call in WQ all day long. And that and Emacs. Um, I'm not uh I'm not an Emacs person, but I know several people that are super huge fans of Emacs. That's their really? life. That's their life. Oh. I'm the I'm I'm that other person you were talking about, but I also do better with destruct and build. So I'm I'm very break fix oriented and bug bug oriented. So okay. it's easier for me to take examples or take stuff that someone else has done, modify it, see how that changes something, break it down a little bit more, modify it, see how that changes something. Okay. And then I can go back and start creating something from the beginning. But like that's it my my head has to see the mechanics first before I start trying to put the car together. So okay. I got yeah. you. So basically what you're saying is um I can give you the Porsche all kitted out. You'll drive it, see how you like it, come back and change to change what you don't like about it. Yep. It's still a Porsche. It's still it's still, you know, that car, that ride, but you you had to customize it, you had to touch it, you had to you had to feel it in its entirety, in its in its yep. wholeness first, and then um then do it and i am like give me the tires and let me let me me pick out some rims uh and then let me build from from there Uh, let me let me build it up from there no i don't want that that 416 horsepower give me the the 500 to a thousand horsepower i'll i I want to hear everything i want to i don't want to feel everything now I don't want to feel all the bumps in the road. That's not what I'm looking for. But I am looking to, you know, hit the gas and I am looking for that. So that's me. All right. So I just need to let you build stuff and I'm your efficiency expert with D. Right. Okay. That works. I build, I I build, and I think that's a create, I I think me and D have this conversation all the time too. Um, when I think for me, infrastructure is like music. It, you know, like you build upon and you layer and you layer and you layer. So it's, you could tie that into art, um, where you're, you're, you know, you, you have that you have it the first time, right? You you build it and you're and you go back and you come back and and I do this often. I'm like, why in the world did I do that when I could have just did this? I took I could save myself four lines <laughs> and all that work getting that, but at least knowing you could do it. So let me take this out and put this in. See, still works the same way. All right. You know? <laughs> and then you have the um, you know, you add your beat in. You know, so now you're finding a rhythm. You're like, okay, I'm going to keep using it. And then you stop and then you come back and you might search the internet and you find something. And it may be, it may not even be one line. It might be like, you could have just got this from AWS. You didn't need to do all of this. <laughs> from, oh, 
Well, I ain't changing oh, nothing. Yeah, I ain't changing nothing now. <laughs> always rolling your own. It was already built. Why you reinvent the wheel? Music as an analogy is a good one. I loved creating music if I was singing it. I okay. would sit there and I could I would arrange all day long. You put me back in band, I couldn't stand writing different parts for, for everybody and all the different instruments and stuff. I played what I needed to play. I played what I needed to get in the honor band and it was deuces at the end of the day. Switch seasons and I'm in six different choirs and they're like, but I'm, I just, just where my heart is. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I do like the, la- the layering effect. It's amazing what you can come up with when you start building things on top of things on top of things. Mm-hmm. But then that goes back to efficiency. Like you said, some, sometimes you might have just a little bit too much going on. Oh, okay. Here's the nitty gritty part at the top. So you've been in the game for a while now. What are some of the resources you used when you were getting started? There were no resources when I was getting started except for the bookstore Uh, and uh, IRCs, uh, the Graybeards, the uh, printer, (laughs) 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 the printer. was your was your go-to uh and also just straight up trial and error right um you learn really really quickly on how to uh troubleshoot uh you memorize commands very quickly yep practical guide linux yeah it's it, you learn very quickly on 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 uh, I, I I'll never forget when I got my first computer. My first uh, I got sold a Compact Presario for like seventy two, seventy two dollars or seventy five dollars, and uh, um, it had SUSE Linux on it, and I was determined to make it look like Windows. So I because I was like, that's what I'm familiar with. So how can I get this to look like Windows? I was like, well, how do you get on the internet? He's like, you're gonna have to figure that part out. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have that many ports back here. So I ordered a wireless card and and, and stuck it into the Linux box and was trying to figure out how to get IWLAN zero to work 395 Linksys and all of the, the drivers and uh, install this. Here's the hack. And um, it, was, it used to be called... Uh, Linux for newbies. I think it's called now just for Linux now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I used to go on the forums, and I stopped going on the forums because the forums and anybody knows from back in the day, the forums were just a doggy dog world. I mean, they still kind of are. They, you know, you they <laughs> ask a question like, "Hey, I'm trying to do anything. It, it will help you. You would. It will help us to help you if you just read." You're like, "Well, I don't. I don't really know what to read." Um, so uh, can you point me in the right direction? So I remember spending days, months, weeks, and then I would buy computer after computer after computer after computer, and I would have labs. I had Cisco routers. I had I had five Cisco routers and five Cisco switches. I had KVM, uh, KVM uh, boxes. I had. Uh, multiple wireless access points. I had my own setup. 
multiple laptops, gaming laptops, the whole nine. I had everything. And uh, I would hack. That was my learning. You know, so when people talk about, you know, have you ever, you know, had to set up, you know, a, you know, a, a school and you're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I got the foundations, you know, to start it, but there's more, of course, there's a whole lot more that goes into it. But, you know, when you start talking about it, we, we lived in Seattle at the time and I met this lady who uh, had started a gaming company and they went bankrupt. Oh. And so they had all these, com- uh, had all these computers in storage. And she said, can you come by and get them? So I had the little small, uh, not half heights, but the little small mini computers uh, mm-hmm. that used to be packed out. I bought like, I bought like, I bought 10 of those. Um, and then I bought, uh, countless monitors um countless kvm cables and the whole nine printers the uh, hp you know you, i think everybody had a, a, a hp was it uh link uh, D- uh desk jet 720 or something jet, like jet, that yeah yeah uh, desk jet 1195 you know <laughs> <laughs> you know i think everybody has had that that particular printer it's classic printer, it's, you know. It's 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 a classic printer, right? It's, it's it's your it does it it does exactly what it needs to do. Um, and you you and you go from there. So that's how I learned. This is truly how I learned. And I would print off once I figured out how 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 something was done. I would mm-hmm. take it and I'll put it into a Word doc, and then I would print it off. And, and then I yeah, put it in a binder, put it in a three-hole binder and 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 tab it and label it. It's almost like having a trapper keeper all over again. Yep. Post the notes, stick it out everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, how you do oh, that? Man. You but you learned so yeah. much. So when people are like, Well, how are you able to flow through the command line without looking these things up? After you bumped your head a lot of times, you just remember like, oh, let me put this in the, you know, syscontrol.conf and, oh, let me go over here and do this. Oh, by the way, all oh, that Terraform file needs to look like this and needs to look, okay, boom. Well, I can set this up. Well, I can replicate this. Boom, boom, boom. You know, thank God for uh, coming forward. We had 2006 was when YouTube was invented. I started in 2000, so it wasn't it wasn't no videos you watched. <laughs> you watch a video for somebody walking through and stumbling and making stuff. You were the video. Yeah, that's true. Let me see. Mine was a. You had a. You started out with a compact. I started out with a Tandy. I had a Tandy too. Yeah, started out with a Tandy. My mom made me pay for my own line for dial up. And then I didn't have enough money to pay for the install. So I looked up all the instructions on how to go outside and rewire my own line. So I finally had my own line and paid for it that way. But then I got known for being one nice. Being nice helps people out there in in podcast world. Being nice helps because when when people figure out that you won't swindle them, when they ask you to fix their computer, they'll start bringing you stuff. And if they can't do anything with it, they'll give it to you. And so I started to end up having stacks of computers and stuff that I would fix and donate and that kind of thing. And then I found out that if I worked for the government or if I worked for a company that worked in IT, 
everything that they didn't want, they would ask me if I wanted it. I had servers, drives, KVM switches, mm-hmm. five routers running, DDWRT. And so all that to say, I agree with you. And Linux is the mother of all search teachers because if you don't know it, you either going to find a book to find it. And when Alta Vista came around, you were on Alta Vista <laughs> trying to go on there and look for it. Yeah. Alta Vista and uh, what's the, what's the, not, not Earthlink, but no, what's the other? Netscape. Netscape. And then what? Ask Jeeves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. I always oh. looked at them as spam. Sorry, Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Sorry. So rude. Since we're talking about where we started, how do you how do you continue to learn? Like I know you say you you research a lot of stuff, but like personally and professionally, how do you how do you stay on top of things? Um so I, I hate to use the job as one way to stay on top of things, but that is one way. But the other way is I am a big watcher of YouTube and um, attended conferences just to mm-hmm. see what people are doing, attending labs, podcasts, Bright Talk, you name it. I'm I'm looking at it. What's going on with edge computing? How does that look? What is, how does that look from an admin's perspective? How does that look from a developer's perspective? How does that look from a company perspective? What what is what what are the implications here? Um, where where are we going? So it's 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 all about again, what does that look like? And then being able to read about it and break down the different areas about whatever that may be. So going back to edge computing, it would be okay, well we have IoT devices and we can do machine learning at the edge. Okay, what does that mean? There's some infrastructure there. Um uh, there's some pick controllers possibly there on these devices. There's some embedded Linux or some knockdown version of strip version of the kernel to do what it need to do. What does that mean? how things being controlled, what goes in the register, what's not going, you know, those things go through my mind. Mm -hmm. And when I'm looking at that, I'm like, what does that mean for me as an admin? How can I take that information and disseminate that to my group? How can I tell people who are coming up that are looking to get into tech where they're, where, where they can have an edge to get into tech? Um, you you don't necessarily have to go the route of I'm going to be a marketer. I'm going to be a developer. I'm going to do, mm-hmm. you know, hey, check this out. Attend this conference. Talk to these people. See how you feel. Mm-hmm. And then understand that you don't have to have everything up front. Be curious and take the 360 view of it. And then let that curiosity kind of drive you to where you may eventually be happy or may may want to go versus getting pigeonholed to come in. And um, so I continue to learn that way in terms of inspires me to try to get information back to people Mm -hmm. that may not even see that this is coming down the road. So those are things that inspire me to keep learning. Mm -hmm. But also the other part of that is um, I think everybody goes through it. Uh, you don't want to age out. 
you know, but you are going to though. You are going to. I'm not saying like you, you know, like oh my God, you hit, you hit, you hit the wall at 40 and nobody's gonna want you in tech. I'm not saying that. Well, but what I'm what I am saying is as tech rapidly expands, people getting into tech and coming into positions are actually getting younger and younger. So it, it's it's no it's no it's nothing to have um someone to be 55 and their manager to be 22 i know right <laughs> it's it that's nothing oh. all right so you know it, it 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 is one of those things of like okay do you do you continue on or do you just say you know what i am going to ensure that I stay ahead and make sure other people around me stay ahead too. And I think that's more or less where I'm at right now is I want to stay ahead, but I want other people around me to stay ahead too. I don't want people to be blindsided about what's out there, what's left in tech. Mm-hmm. Cause it's super important. Um, there, there is, there is room in tech for everybody and there is room in tech for people to learn from each other regardless of age and regardless of color um the person who's who's 55 or 65 has something to teach to someone who's 45 that 45 year old has something to learn from that 22 year old and Mm -hmm. vice versa but you have to be willing to put your ego aside and your fear of whatever that fear may be and that fear is different for everybody and you have to be willing to say, I am going to go in here with an open mind. That doesn't necessarily mean that the other person on the other end is going to be just as open to you. Right. But that's okay because you are you just learned that that person wasn't open. So that's great. <laughs> you know where to file that. You know what I'm saying? You know where to take that, print it out, three-hole punch it. <laughs> tab it, tab it. <laughs> All right, gotcha. <laughs> you know what to do with that, but to continue to learn um, at at the pace that tech is moving now, um, it can be daunting. But you have to have confidence and find your you. I don't want to say find your niche. You have to find how you learn. I always stress that to people because a lot of people don't understand that you have to understand how you learn. And if you don't take that time to figure out and just read up on how you learn and what that looks like, um, you'll be you'll you'll find yourself trying everything. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, for a minute. <laughs> yep. Do you feel like? those who have hit that point where they think ageism is attacking them more than it actually is, is there a natural progression to move to management? Or do you think some of them get scared and try to think that they're too old to start over again and find something that they like just naturally and fully enjoy? I think that's person dependent, but I also think there's several other factors that go into that. Um, Some of those. So to answer your question is yes and no. But the but um but here are those factors that drive that answer. Uh, those factors that drive that answer is 
some people are not getting hired back because of their age and and they're credentialed out like 25 years of testing and automation and uh phds and you know you know so it now the question becomes is and i i i, I, I often look at this too and um say to myself could startups use the people who were much older in tech in order to train some of the nuances that they encounter um, with growing teams and establish establishing themselves as as power? Like, what does that look like? You know, what does that culture look like you know i don't know if that's an answer i just wonder if there's a case for that because we have a a lot of bright older people uh after the baby boomers that you know that after the baby boomers they're not quite retired yet they're on that cusp but they still got a lot of energy and they still got a lot of life Mm -hmm. in them and there's a lot of wisdom and how do we keep them employed and then two, you have to look at yourself and say, "Well, you will probably be there one day," uh, you know. And then the other piece of that is, um, some people just don't want to do it anymore. They're they're tired and they don't and they don't want to do it anymore. They don't want to go back and run the race. But I've also seen on the flip side of all of that. I've seen younger people be like, I don't want to do nothing. You talking about all this learning <laughs> lady. I'm not interested in none of that. <laughs> Give me my one thing to do my one task. And that's all I want to do. It's it. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it comes in batches and it comes in different, you know, arenas, but I, again, I've seen some young people be like, uh, no, you know that dedication <laughs> that, that dedication to uh uh you know like hey i can learn this and i can learn that the journalist versus the specialist the journalist specialist you know person uh you know i think uh it's going to always be ongoing but i think we're at this this i, I think covid has brought out a lot of things in people yes and i think it has brought out a lot of creative things in people that they were not aware of that they could do and and that that's across the world when i state that that's you know it's really a blanket statement but you see it and i i think it's it has also driven um people to be like can you do the work yep that's all I need to know. Can you? Oh, yeah. So you can't do it. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll keep you on my list. Right. <laughs> that is funny, though. Like the, the person that got laid off had that idea where it was like, I'll never have time to do this, but it secretly hated their job and then found out, you know what? I actually can build stuff and it sells for good money. And mm-hmm. then all, all, of, all of these new bits. It was a joke for a while that you couldn't find a microphone, 
a, a webcam <laughs> or any of the above because everybody finally decided to start that podcast that they've been thinking about for like mm-hmm. three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's the the small good thing. I hate to say good thing about a pandemic, but like it's that thing where people got their rest, people got their health back, people got to pursue some things that they didn't think that they could do. And it also put remote work out in the open where it should have been a long time ago. I also broke up marriages. <laughs> oh my goodness. It, they're getting divorced. And it was like, yeah, they've never actually stayed in the house together more than Saturday and Sunday. What did you think was gonna gonna happen? They didn't know who they were married to anymore. They haven't yeah. had a chance to talk. Yeah, that's a lot of divorces going on. Yeah, a lot of divorces. Yeah. And and it's okay. Um I think people should be happy. Um I also think that this is a great time to find out that niche, that mm-hmm. that thing. And, you know, I, I get accused of this a lot, you know, like, hey, your time is precious. And so don't waste your time with trying to focus on building wealth and generational wealth and doing this. Focus on, you know, being, uh, you know, being happy with where you are. And I'm like, I don't know really what that means with where you are. Um, I don't, you know, that, that conversation comes up. I always, and it's a poor cliche. I'm sure someone's going to leave comments and say something about it, but no one ever tells Elon Musk or, or, or Jeff to stop or Tim to stop. They don't, they don't say, well, no, he's got enough money. He doesn't need it. Uh, You know, uh, you know, let me just get, can I get a cut? I just want to cut. <laughs> I just want to cut. Do you really need that 13th corner property? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I just want to cut. That's all. Sign me up, coach. I'm wondering if that's somehow how we're raised, though. I, and I'm big on the generational wealth. Like, people like, why do you keep trying to buy that particular house? Because it was in my family, and this is the only family I'll ever have. And if I don't do it, who will? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's big on me and then the whole getting into stocks thing was something i didn't grow up because my parents are older mm. i never knew that that was a thing and then i found out about it and i was like oh the things wall street woo. yeah and and i do talk about that so i do talk about that in women in linux and a bit and everywhere um in terms of being able to make your money in tech and make your money make money from you so mm-hmm. whether it is stocks or buying property or group economics or um, taking your tech skills and building out a tech company or getting with someone and being a consultant or you know it's the list goes on um, to do that but I mean again self-preservation is important as well too you got to be healthy with you know as well but um, I like to be healthy and um cared for so pampering and <laughs> having my drinks and whatever that looks like you know I I I, I like I require the finer things in life sometimes so uh <laughs> that could look like a lot of things you know <laughs> you know just saying but I think I think we owe that right and again right. that may be an elitist mindset but if you work hard you play hard you're giving back you're doing this you're doing that why 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 not why not have your fun and yeah and for some people that be maybe going sitting on the mountainside and for others that may be just 
um, taking a, a, a nice glass of wine and sitting by the pool and just relaxing. It comes in what whatever you feel. I'm waiting on that RV to show itself in my driveway because y'all gonna look up. <laughs> me and my dog are gonna be gone. Gonna be gone for a while. <laughs> Where's Trace? Gone. <laughs> that's, that's okay. You can um uh, you can you can podcast from an from an RV. I know. You can you can pull up anywhere from an RV. Uh, just Trace, don't be outside. <laughs> just don't be like 2012 trying to get away from Yellowstone <laughs> in the RV. <laughs> <laughs> What technology, since we were talking about technologies and all the things that happen every two minutes, it seems now these days, which technology or technologies are you most excited about or like would you like to start learning like in the near future? Um, so uh, right now I've been interested in looking at Snowflake, see what that's about. I saw it, um, went to their website, hadn't used it. Just want to see what it's about. Um, how can I use it? Edge computing is one of the other ones. MLOps, AIOps. It goes back to the talk that I did back at Lisa mm-hmm. on what that looks like. Um, interested in, ironically or not, with uh, futures. And what does that look like for uh, stock trading? Um, I, I got my, my options account set up uh, and so forth. So I, I've been looking at that. And again, I am... I am one of those ones like, okay, I'm not going to do this every day. How can I automate this process? Mm-hmm. How can I, how can I use Terraform and Ansible and maybe some Lambda functions and automate this trading and stuff like that and set up watches and stops and you just do it for me. And that means a lot of stuff already has that baked in, but they don't have my thought process baked in. So I need to, you know, how do I, tr- then it gets into machine learning. How can I set up a model to know what I want you to do and grab my thoughts? Siri, come help me out. Alexa, come help me out. So, you know, just, you know, those kind of things that you, you know that I look at. So those are the, the technologies that I'm interested in and looking at um, where are we going in tech? What What is our next thing? Um what is our next? But since we're, you know, in a COVID world, you know, we get we're getting data thrown at us and ads thrown at us con, con, constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a day they don't go by that we don't see buy this, buy that, or shop here, shop there, or this person in politics and that person in politics. So our our day to day has changed, and so mm-hmm. that that's going to shape a lot of things uh, for me um i try not to watch as much i i watch movies on my tv versus the news i watch the news on youtube so i watch the news on twitter <laughs> I watch the news on youtube so my mom gets on me if i ever want to know what's going on in the world i just sit there and talk to my mom for 30 minutes and i'm, I'm all caught up she's no, no, ma'am, I did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell you, okay, yes, ma'am. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, it's been all over the news for two weeks. Mm. Never knew. <laughs> oh, y'all don't look at nothing. Like, nope, nope. That was the same. 
So let's see if you could be any song, and it could be a 2020 song if you want. Mm-hmm. It could be a song about the pandemic. But if you could be any song right now, what song would it be? What what best describes you? Um. Uh... I, I don't know what best song best describes me because I haven't listened to the radio and I have serious radio. I have the app and the whole nine and I have not listened to what what's what's the latest and greatest out there right now. So I can give you what I do do when I get in the car and it's just me getting out and want to just go for a ride and see as I call it, people being COVID y. Um, <laughs> that's what I call it. What song is that? I have several. So um, uh, when I'm riding, I feel like um, I feel like I have my my seasons. So I'm listening to Mary J. Blige, "My Life." Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I'll switch it up, and I'll go put on. Um, I'll, I'll listen to Whitney Houston, and then I'll go from Whitney Houston uh, over to Trap. Trap saves lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I and I and I and I'll do that, and then I'll come back, and then when I'm feeling like I want to go back old school, I'll come back to like Angela Winbush. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then um, and then I'm going after that. I mean, listening to some some Isley Brothers because that's just a natural progression. Angela Winbush and the Isley Brothers, like they they just kind of go hand in hand. And then some Luther and some some old uh, Thriller, Michael Jackson. Yeah, I go there. And then when I'm really really feeling new, and this is all in one ride. This is all my this is my ride. This is my ride. Uh, and then when I want to hear something new, I may throw on LMA with Usher or again, um, young Jeezy, um, you know, I'm, I'm from, I'm from Atlanta. So yeah, we're no, I, going, I, I remember Yeah. You would. Yeah. Jeezy yeah, okay. yeah. So, you know, we're, we're all about, you know, knuck if you buck, you know, we're, we're about that life as they're like you in the car listening to Nuck If You Buck. And it is giving me light right now. We are, we we as we like to say, we are about that life right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like they say, try me if you like. Try me if you want to. <laughs> I'm never inviting you back ever again. <laughs> hey. Mine was you got me going in circles. If I start playing that, that means I need to get out of the house. Okay. Then I'll listen to my her Spotify remix. Okay. Instead of Michael Jackson, I'll jump to Prince. Okay. And somehow I end up on Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication. And like that entire C D. Okay. But I can just scream that out. And then by that time, I'm probably I've already gotten my daiquiri. And then I come back home and then I'm okay. But no, you you and Trap. Yeah. 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 And then my boys that I'm that I'm always played, um, oh God, uh, Eye of the Tiger. What, what's their name? You like Eye of the Tiger? I played in a band. So that was the that was my solo. Give me my moment, Tracy. 
You acting like an Emacs editor now. No, she don't. No, no. So silly. I have enjoyed you this day, and I'm so glad that I'm in Women in Linux because it has absolutely changed my life. Well, thank you for joining us, and thank you for uh, staying around. Um, you know, like I, I've said before, I've said it on on our on our um, in our group. You know, sometimes you know I don't know if we're gonna be around sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, not because uh, I don't find the value; it's just because we just want to make sure we're de- delivering ideas, thoughts, dreams, hopes to people, and they can see themselves. And, mm-hmm. and so it's you know it's hard when you you know saying like it's it's hard when you're in an organization and you know you can't really see people's journey you hear you know but you don't really see them sidebar um we had a, a, a we had a we did a joint meetup last week and um everybody came in you know and then afterwards we was like hey everybody introduce yourselves tell us your journey what's going on was this the the 30 year one um the the guy that was from Canada oh no no I didn't see that one okay yeah so um he gets to talk and he said I've been with you all since 2017 and I don't remember his face and I apologize if he listens to this that I don't remember your face I apologize for when you came on and and he was like you know I just want to tell you thank you because you changed my life he's like in 2017, I didn't know what my journey was going to be like. And you told me to get my RHCSA. And then I got my RHCSA. And then the doors opened up for me. And I'm studying my RHCE. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm playing with Terraform. I'm learning Checkpoint. I'm learning this. And he was like, "Is if it had not been for you telling me to do these things. And he was like, you were just honest with me. And he was like, I, you know, like. You know, I I was like, oh, he gonna make me cry on my <laughs> <laughs> because again, you just don't know who you're 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 sending positive vibes of joy and information to when you're talking. I just know, hey, this formula worked for me. Here's here's my vision. Here's 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 what I like and here's what I keep centered around me in my life for positive vibes and flows. And that's it. Right. And the rest, I hope it zoots and comes out and you receive it and you and it catches on. I don't want to say catch on like COVID-19, but I hope it catches you <laughs> when you are <laughs> floating through life and learning. That's my that's that's my final answer, Alex. So silly and that is a perfect stopping point. <laughs> Thank you everybody for listening and I hope you all have a wonderful day. This has been Tamika Reed, aka Boss Lady from Women in Linux. Have a good one. You've been listening to HashiCast with your host, Tracy Holmes. Today's guest was Tamika Reed from Women in Linux. Be sure to tune in next time.